Hello and welcome to episode 65 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that delivers practical insights to help you unlock your brand story and supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we're passionate about the power of telling stories to help us learn and connect and also to build business relationships that drive sales. When I met Josh Cobb at Social Media Marketing World in 2015, I never imagined that two years later I'd be interviewing him, the 2017 Brisbane Entrepreneur of the Year, Marketing and Events, about how to build a business. Josh began his company, Steps, with nothing more than a podcast microphone and a bucket load of enthusiasm. Three years later, it's Australia's leading digital marketing training provider, for the real estate sector. In today's episode of Be The Drop, we take a trip down memory lane, discuss the huge value of owned data, like your website and email, and Josh reveals the story of how Michelin tires became Michelin stars. This is Josh's version of Be The Drop. Thank you so much for joining me, Josh, in our next episode of Be The Drop. Well, actually, I feel like I've joined you. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I've, oh, that's, that's very nice. Well, you, you are in Brisbane. Yes. But I've, I, first of all, I have to congratulate you oh. on all of the amazing things that you're doing. Oh, thank uh, because you. Because I think you've underestimated how famous you really are. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, I know, we, we, how long have we known each other now? A couple of years? A couple of years, 2015. And it must have been early 2015. So, two and a half. Look, we're coming up three. In San Diego. Yes. In San Diego, over in a Social Media Marketing World Conference. Yeah, yeah. And you've just been doing great things. So, oh, thank first you. of all, congratulations. Thank you. Well, I, I really do appreciate that. We're here to talk about what you've been doing um, and because you have impacted me greatly and I'm a huge fan of your work and what you do. I know you've got your item of significance here mm-hmm. and I like my guests to bring on along an item that sort of explains them without it going, hi, I'm Josh, I do this, sure. but talks about you know a little bit that people might not know and mm-hmm. gives a little bit of context about your community and who you're connecting with. I was very fortunate to be awarded the uh, an Entrepreneur of the Year, uh, Brisbane Entrepreneur of the Year for the Marketing Events and PR category yes. for 2017. So Good that was, job. thank you. Uh, and it was right next to my desk when you emailed me. So right. um, I, I, I certainly don't enter awards, industry awards or anything like that very, very often. I saw this as, you know, I'm really proud of what we've achieved. Not mm. ju- And the business today is much bigger than just me. It, it used to be me for a long, long time. Mm. Um, so I, I see this award really as recognition for the, the team that we have now have rather mm. than recognition of, of my, even though it's got my name on the award, I see it as something that's, uh, you know, certainly for the team. Tell me a little bit about that journey. You know, three years, you've mm. just had your three years. Give me a couple of highlights. So obviously, you know, the three years, there's a lot. A yep. couple of key points throughout that journey that really stand out. How I started Steps was probably a little bit different to how most people start their companies. Mm. Uh, I started with nothing to sell. <laughs> So um, all I started with was a a podcast microphone and I was very fortunate to have some relationships uh, from my time in the real estate industry through my career as a property manager, as a business development manager. And I was listening to, um, 
you know, all the people you subscribe to and books that you read around this idea of content marketing. And I didn't quite know what I, what the products and services would be, but I knew that real estate was the industry I, I, I knew and I loved. Uh, digital marketing was a, a huge focus of mine. So I just started interviewing these connections that I had and getting them to tell their stories, very much like this podcast. Mm. And I was very fortunate they would share those episodes with their audience. We started growing traffic to our website and subscribers to the podcast. And every time someone subscribed, we'd ask them the question, what, what is one thing you want to learn more about when it comes to digital marketing? Mm. And the goal over that 12 months was not only to build that audience, was also to get all of that feedback from the mm. audience of what are the products that we can build for you? What mm. are the services that we can provide? Mm. And it kept coming back time and time again. We want training on digital marketing, on social media, those sorts of things. So we started running training events. We started building websites. We started providing Facebook advertising services and just the stuff that people were telling us they, they wanted. And um, over time, uh, three years in, we've grown that to about 40,000 uh, email subscribers mm. who um, we're very fortunate now. If, you, if I had to pick one highlight, it's now being able to, uh, when we run a workshop anywhere in Australia, we have no problem filling no seats. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen straight away. It no. took 12 months of a lot of hard work of just give, 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 and ask for the things that they wanted. And mm. then we started to see the, mm. the, uh, the revenue flow in after 12 months. Fantastic. Well, there's a couple of key things that stand out. You very passionately focused on real estate. Obviously, you had background in that, but you could have expanded these services you know, outside of that, you didn't need to stick to that niche. But, you know, why, what are the value of that and what's your experience around that? So I was always fascinated with everyone involved in a real estate transaction, what their behaviours were around the marketing and advertising that brands were doing. So whether that's someone looking to buy a home, someone looking to sell a home, mm. uh, an investor who needs a property manager, uh, a tenant who's looking for a home to rent. So they're pretty much the four main segments of a real estate transaction. Mm. The biggest mistake a lot of people make is going pretty broad and, and mm. trying to help um, uh, all people, but mm. stick, sticking to the audience that you know so, so well, I mm. think provides you uh, traction a lot faster. Mm. Whenever there's an industry event, you are a niche speaker that can talk with a personal background and and an experience of delivering these services. Like, I think yeah. it's a, a, a real strength. And, you know, I was just saying to you before, like an issue, you know, for me and my business is, is that the pull, the stretch to try and, you know, provide solutions across a range of different interest industries can, can sometimes be quite challenging. Yeah. It's interesting. You sent me a copy of a book called One Thing. The One Thing. The One yeah. Thing. And that, that very much resonates with exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's yeah. the focus. Yeah, absolutely. So for, for anyone listening who doesn't know what The One Thing is, it's mm. written by uh, a gentleman by the name of Gary Keller and um, Jay Papazan, who run the largest real estate company in the world called mm. Keller Williams. And the one thing is all about focusing and mastering one thing before you ever move on to anything mm. else. Anyone who says there's a multitasker, this is a great thing to do, right? Great exercise. And we have fun with this in our workshop. People talking about multitasking and we get them to put their hand up if they think they're a great multitasker. Mm. And you get them to write their name with their right hand and then put the pen down and write their name with their left hand mm. and and then get them to try and do both <laughs> at the same time. And it's just proof that no one can do 
everything 100% if you're trying to do two things at once. Oh, it's yeah. like that thing you used to do as a kid, pat your te- head and rub your tummy. I'm all like, oh, I can never do that. I, I, yeah, I would, yeah, I'm like a deer in headlights in that sort no. of stuff. <laughs> now, and so, but with your business, then you've also expanded that into providing software solutions as well. That's, a, you know, a key part of, of your service provision, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, was, did that come about because of this feedback you were getting? You know, you were asking people, what do you not want? What do you need? Or was it really from experience what you were delivering and then going, okay, they actually need this? Probably a bit of both. Mm. Um, so we still to this day, whenever someone subscribes via the website, we ask that question. So it's, it comes after they've subscribed and it says, what's one thing you want to learn more about digital marketing, content marketing or social media? Our audience really gives us a lot and we're really grateful for that and mm. we don't take that for granted. Mm. And then we, when we're in a business and we see a problem, we absolutely want to help them solve that as well. So mm. it's a little mix of both. Mm. And I like that you're in business a lot, you know. Well, I think you need to be. Mm. And, uh, and it's something that um, someone in the real estate industry actually told me a, little, a long time ago who also travels a lot for his, his work, a little shout out mm. uh, to a guy by the name of Andrew Reese. Mm. Uh, anyone in real estate is probably familiar with him. And he, he said to me a long time ago, he said they have a mantra, uh, which is STP. Mm. see the people yeah. uh, and if you want to build better relationships you need to be face to face belly to belly so if we get a call from someone and um, it looks like we're going to do business with that person uh, I'll jump on a plane wherever it is mm. no matter where it is anywhere in the world uh, mm. so m- most of our clients are here in Australia mm. so the well, most that's good. <laughs> yeah, mostly domestic flights um, yeah. uh, so the furthest we can go is Perth which is six hour flight from Brisbane yeah. where I live um, but yeah it's really important for me that um, we get on a plane, we see them face to face, look each other in the eye and mm. we can talk about the challenges in their business and you know, Skype and phone calls will only get you so far. Mm. Uh, so that's why it's really important for us. We'll get on a plane absolutely every time. Uh, mm. Even if they want to do it over the phone, it's like, no, 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 we're coming to see you. Yeah. Um, so that's good for us, but it also um, builds a lot of trust with them, I think. Mm. And uh, yeah, it really surprises them when yeah. you show up outside their office and they're like, well, usually people just call. <laughs> it's like, no, well, surprise. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really important that if you, especially for high value yeah. work, um, mm. uh, we certainly, uh, we certainly uh, where our products and services are priced is at a, at a point where um, it would be almost embarrassing if we didn't go to their office because mm. they're investing a huge amount of money mm. uh, in in our team. Personally, I have a huge passion for face-to-face communication. I always do my podcast interviews in person. Yeah. It's a huge logistical challenge yeah, and I have to wait ages before I get to Brisbane and go, Josh, I'm here, I'm finally. Like, I reckon I've been talking to you for a couple of years now. I think the person-to-person is so powerful and something that I think has been underestimated a bit as we move into this very heavy digital world and absolutely. a digital and you're nodding for people who are listening yes he's nodding absolutely <laughs> like, the, they call it social media they don't call it media right so mm. the uh, i think they i mean they call it a smartphone right but mm. the least used feature it's actually shouldn't be called that because mm. the least used feature is the phone part <laughs> uh, so you know i my wife will tell you i hate text messaging i yeah. I, I i don't like if anything's a paragraph longer than a paragraph in an email I'll pick up the phone. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think we've lost that somewhere mm. in this digital space. We're a digital marketing company. We do a lot of things in our business that don't scale. Mm. And that is um, mm. we, we, we build highly customised real estate websites. We don't, do, um, we don't build template-style websites. 
Um, so our focus is really on those high value investments from a, from a real estate business. What we do with Steps is very um, highly customised. Uh, it needs, it, it, it really requires us to be in their business. We both are really passionate about that face-to-face -face value. What do you see as the primary add-on value of that social and digital media space? All the tools that we use, whether it's social media, whether it's your website, whether it's um, Google Analytics or any tools that you're using, they're just tools for old rules. And without mm. the relationship or without the conversation um, or the trust factor in the first place, those things uh, make no sense. Um, so I know highly successful businesses. One of our clients, he would be the top earning real estate agent in the country until two years ago had no digital presence at all. Um, and is since then he's gr grown even further in terms of his um, gross commission mm. every year. Uh, and I like to think we've had a big part of that. But before that, he just built very tight relationships with some very affluent people in mm. the eastern suburbs of uh, one of our major cities. That, I think, shows that it doesn't matter how many tools or tactics you have, unless you've got relationships, mm. none of that matters. And that's what I think drives kind of the core of what we do mm. and what you do is mm. good relationships and good connections um, and you provide value to people without the expectation of an immediate return. Mm. And that will come back to you tenfold down the track. You're asking them to invest mm. and spend money and say, but you know, 12 months really, you've got well, to keep doing this. Well, is, is that a challenging conversation? Yeah, I think, I think oh look, sometimes uh, it certainly is. Mm. I think for, for us, if it's like a website, if we're building a website for a client and um, you know, it could be a 30, $40,000 investment just for the website component. Mm. Um, and people don't change websites very often. So yeah. the gestation period from, uh, okay, they've just launched a website until they're doing another one could be four or five years. I've just had a phone call before you uh, you, you showed up yeah. uh, with a, a, a real estate business in um, in Australia. And uh, they, were, they were talking about lead generation. That was something they said, look, we need we need some help with SEO, we need some help with um, social media. What I hear them saying really is we need help getting more customers mm. using these channels. That's what I hear when I, mm. when I hear someone say that. Um, or we want more Facebook likes or we want to be on the page first page of Google. It's the same thing. We, yeah. just, we, we want more customers is what I hear them saying. Mm. It's just how do we use those tools to, uh, to help them achieve that. Mm. So they said, we need, we need buyers right now. We're struggling, we need more buyers. And I said, well, look, how we work I was very upfront. I just said, look, what we do is not really about getting more buyers right, right now. now. Mm. It's about building a platform for your business so that the next apartment block that you sell and the next one and the next one mm. and the next one, you have a steady, you have an audience that you can uh, send information to about that. They trust your business so mm. much that they, they may not buy from this building, but they'll buy from the next one and the next one and mm. the next one. So you're not going to generate buyers tomorrow, right? You're going to generate buyers um, eventually. Um, and uh, look, we just we had that chat. We went through that process, and we just discovered we're probably not a good fit for them. So mm. if anyone's listening and, and they're they're kind of thinking if they're either um, starting their own business, they really um, I think that rev having that revenue and that base to drive off is really important. Mm. Um, if you can play the long game, great. But you really need that. Uh, that revenue and that cash flow is still mm. coming in, obviously. Yeah, because um, it's an expensive game, the long game, if you haven't got cash flow coming in. At the start, absolutely. Mm. Um, but eventually, 
your, your advertising costs, your marketing costs become much, 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 much less mm. um, because you've got an audience that if you've provided enough value over time, they'll pretty much buy anything from you. Mm. Great. I really like And so obviously trust is something, you know, you've really that comes in in lots of the elements of what you're talking about. Now, something that I'm really passionate about and through Be The Drop episodes, I've found it quite a reoccurring theme is the sharing of stories and people telling their stories as part of their communication and, and how they connect. Is that something that you utilise in, in your business? Our podcasts that we do, it's about 140 episodes in now. I would say 60 of those episodes is where it's just myself and I'm, I'm sharing a, a, something, something that I've experienced in my travel Mm. Uh, whether it's to do with marketing or customer service or sales that relate back to what we do as a, as a digital marketing company. Um, so, and they're often personal stories. So uh, one in particular was when um, uh, my wife and I went on our baby moon. I didn't know what a baby moon was, uh, <laughs> but apparently it's, it's where, where if you're having a baby, you go and have a holiday before you have that baby, kind of like a honeymoon, right? And uh, we went to Hamilton Island, which is in uh, the Whitsundays in, in Australia, uh, we had our honeymoon there. Uh, we went back there for our baby moon. We checked into the hotel. The lady at the desk, the only question she asked that kind of tweaked uh, with me was she said, have you been here before? I said, yeah, we actually came here for our honeymoon. And, um, and then she went, she kept checking us in and went back up. We went up to the room. We got a knock on the door and the manager walked up with a, a bottle of wine and a handwritten card with the business card attached to it of the general manager of the hotel saying, Mr. and Mrs. Cobb, welcome back to Hamilton Island. We hope your baby moon is as special as the first time you joined us for your honeymoon. Mm. And that, the, that goes right back to the, 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 the person who checked us in. All she did was make a note. These people were here for their honeymoon and she didn't give anything away, but then this wonderful surprise happened. And I think to real estate in our industry where we bought our house and we paid a significant amount more for our house than we did for our holiday in Hamilton Island. And all we got was a receptionist handing us a bottle of cheap champagne and the keys and said, good luck. Mm. And that's why I think our personal data, that's when you talk about telling stories and how it relates to what we do as a business, mm. uh, that's a personal story that I think adds enormous value to a real estate business who mm. may be dropping the ball when it comes to customer service and mm. um, maybe why the perception of real estate professionals is so low um, and how we can deliver a better customer experience by the tiny, tiny little things mm. uh, like, we, like the experience we had on Hamilton Island. So when you talk about storytelling, mm. I draw from those things that happen to me every day mm. and uh, they filter through in recommendations I give to businesses that we work with or in our podcast or mm. um, just conversations. So yeah, in our workshops, we often draw on uh, case studies from other industries or how certain companies have grown to where they are from very humble beginnings. And uh, you know, we really leave, that, leave them hanging a little bit to the end mm. until then we drop, oh, and this is the name of the company. And they're like, oh my God, I mm. didn't know that. Mm. Um, one, probably one example I'll share with you really quickly is the story of Michelin and Michelin the Tire Company. Uh, and not a lot of people know that mm. Michelin the Tire Company is Michelin the star rating system that every fine dining and every fine dining restaurant in the world, they want the Michelin star. Mm. And a lot of your listeners have probably heard about it. Mm. It was started by Michelin the Tire Company. And not a lot of people know that. 
that is the same business. Right. And uh, so we often share that story in our workshops. I didn't of, know that. Yeah. It seems like a weird correlation. Yeah. <laughs> it, going, without, I'll, I'll happy to share the link to our podcast where we talk about that. Yeah. But it's, um, cut a long story short, they started a tyre company when hardly anyone owned a car. They started a guidebook called the Michelin Guide. It sat in everyone's car in France who owned a car. And then when they were thinking of buying tyres, they would think of Michelin and Michelin first. Uh, and then in the 1920s, when fine dining became really popular, uh, they started sending uh, all these reviewers out to fine dining restaurants, mm. putting the reviews in the Michelin Guide, and then that became the Michelin star rating system for fine dining restaurants. Yeah. Arguably the, the most coveted star rating mm. system for fine dining restaurants. Mm. What's it got to do with selling tyres? <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Because if you add value consistently over time to an audience, when they're thinking of buying the product that you sell, they're going to think of your business. Okay, so you're a digital marketing agency. We must come back to that a little bit and talk about digital platforms a little okay. bit. Sure. You know, for you in your business, is there key platforms that you're using more? You know, I constantly get people getting a little bit bamboozled and confused by the myriad of platforms, some that come and go. Uh, this is probably going, going to be counterintuitive to a lot of people that, that are probably listening to this being marketing professionals or business owners themselves. Uh, we've got our two most important platforms are uh, our website mm -hmm. and our email list. Um, and the reason being is they're the only two platforms that we own. Mm. Um, and no matter what happens on Facebook, uh, no matter what happens on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, whatever it might be, our website and our email list, nobody can change the rules on those two platforms except us. On Facebook, we don't own it. We, they can change the rules whenever they like and that can impact our business in a big way. So by having driving as much traffic from social media to our own website, we've got their attention and if they subscribe, which we hope they do, we've now got a medium that we can communicate with them on our terms. And when you send someone an email, they definitely get it. They may not open it, they may not mm. click on it, but you're sure as hell they're gonna get it. On Facebook, you put something out on Facebook mm. or Instagram, the guarantee of them getting it, it doesn't exist. Mm. And unless you're paying to boost that content or promote it or advertise, uh, your chances of getting it in front of more people is, is virtually less than 2% in most cases. So mm. that's that's probably the uh, the advice I'd give is, mm. is consider your website as the most important platform mm. um, and not fall into the hype of social media that um, you know it's all about likes and shares and comments. Those things are good. And it tells you that your content is resonating with someone. Um, but if those likes and shares and comments aren't turning into revenue and profit, uh, I would argue it's probably not a great use of your time or money to mm. be on those channels. Your email list is an insurance policy for your business. And, and we have a new course coming up or if we have a podcast episode being released, we can email 40,000 people um, with, for free. Doesn't cost us, apart from what we pay for our email software, doesn't mm. cost us anything. Uh, and we don't have to pay to boost it. And I think that's what more businesses need to kind of sink their teeth into is growing their email list as aggressively as possible. Oh, very good advice. I was literally just having a very similar conversation with a client recently and I, I want to play them this. <laughs> <laughs> See what he said. Oh, please don't hate me. Please don't hate me. But look, at the end of the day... No, I think it's the, brilliant. Um, oh, well, the numbers don't lie. And, no. um, you know, Facebook likes and... Instagram followers and all that stuff is is actually not hard to get. Well, I think that brings us to the end. Okay. But in conclusion, you're not quite off okay. off the hook yet. I'd like you to finish with Josh's be the drop tip, right? Okay. And your be the drop tip is your top 
communication or how to connect tip? I'm going to use a, a mutual story that we'll both, we've both experienced. Ooh. Okay, so um, go and find a conference that exists overseas. It's not here in Australia and it has nothing to do directly with your industry. So um, we both met at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego in mm. March two years ago. Yeah, 2015. 2015. And for us, Social Media Marketing World doesn't have anything to do with, no one spoke about real estate. Um, so <laughs> no. we, we, go and we, we go purely to look at how other industries are using social media um, to bring those ideas back and, and help our industry. So think of a conference overseas, get out of Australia, spend the money, uh, go overseas and go to a conference that has nothing directly to do with your industry and just start going to the networking parties, meeting people in the hallways. You don't even have to go to the sessions if you don't want to. Just go and network with people and go to the, be open to meeting new people. Mm. Um, we were, you're from Adelaide, I'm from Brisbane. Mm. We met in San Diego yeah. uh, and now we're here recording this podcast. So, <laughs> and, and who knows where, where that will go. I, mm. uh, you know, uh, so I think you've really got to think globally and maybe go outside of what you've always been comfortable with of going to the, if you're in fashion, you might go to a fashion uh, conference. The ideas you'll get are phenomenal. So that would be my tip. Yeah. Um, you'll be the drop tip for this episode is just go and experience something like that. Yeah. And it was incredible. It was. <laughs> Best opening night party of a conference ever on a, on a decommissioned uh, yeah. aircraft carrier in the harbour at San Diego, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I think the best part was meeting you. Oh, good. So, Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Josh. I really My pleasure. appreciate it. Thank you. Good. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time.